Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. You know, we were, uh, well, Nita was up here talking, or I don't, I don't know, it's through our worship here. I was thinking about, we, we remember, and we should, 9-11. But 9-11 gives away to 11-11. Are you listening? 11-11 is Veterans Day. And if it wasn't for the veterans, 9-11 would have been the end of the story. But it gave way to 11-11. Thank God for that. Amen? Amen. If you are a veteran, if you are a veteran, I'm asking you to stand so we can see you. But we should, we're going to stand for you in just a minute. And we're going to tell you, if you're a veteran, I'd like for you to stand up right now. Just stand up right, right where you're at. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A million times over. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, what we'd like to do for you, uh, we want you to go to the, uh, uh, the table in the lobby there, the guest services area, and they're going to, we want to give you something. We're going to send it to you in the mail. It's for you personally. Okay, and uh, we want to send it to you, and to do that, we need you to fill out your name, if you would, and also uh, your address so we can send it to you in the mail. And listen, I'd like to double and triple this. From now on, if you know a veteran, this is a good time to get them here, okay, because we're going to honor them. We're going to take time to honor them as a church. I don't want to just say our hats are off to you. Our lives are off to you. Thank you so much for that freedom that you ensured would be passed to, our, to us and our children's children. And we want to say thank you and God bless you from the very depths of our being. I, I don't know how to say it within any more than to say thank you. And uh, God bless you. Amen. Praise God. God is looking for an army of believers. Say this with me out loud. I'm in training for reigning. One of the worst things that you can do as a Christian is live in your past. If you make your past your present, then it will become your future. You'll have your groundhog day every day. Jesus came to give us his future, what he sees for you. It's a life of integrity, a life of love, 
grace, mercy, truth. It's the life of excellence. The nature and the lifestyle of Jesus is excellence. It's superior in quality, above and beyond fallen human nature. The best that man can do is no comparison to the life of Christ. The, I'm going to say that again, the best. One time my dad was praying, I'll never forget him making this statement. And he was praying and he said, Lord, I, I'm just doing the best I can. And the Holy Spirit's response to him was this, that's your trouble. Your best is not good enough. Now that doesn't mean that we don't diligently pursue, but we, our diligence goes beyond our best. Our diligence is diligently learning how to receive that excellent lifestyle. It's a style of life. It's a way of living. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus came to give us his way of life. And you don't, you, it, it, the devil condemns you to be a scum bucket from, for eternity. That's what he wants to do. And that's not what Jesus came to do. And Jesus didn't come to tell you, hey, here's a great mistake. Our perception from fallen human nature. That Jesus came to show us how we don't compare to him. And if you, if you do that, you're not, comparing, you're not comparing yourself to Jesus. He never wanted you to compare yourself to him. You couldn't match it anyway. He knows that. He didn't come to, so you could compare your life to him. And so you always live in this state of shame. And He came to give you his life that exceeds, excels above that low living. Christians do not have to live the low life. Now, if they don't have a proper perspective, they will. Now listen, I've been, I, I've been around church people all of my life, and I want to tell you what I find out. Church people sometimes make an excuse to stay mediocre. That's what they do. Now, I, and I don't mean that derogatory or ugly, but I'm just, it's a fact. And our fallen human nature always makes excuses for the low level. You know what I find out about myself? I'll just give, I'll, I'll, I'll examine myself in front of you. I take the least path of resistance. Huh? Just the very least. I mean, you know what I mean? Anything to get by. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, when I'm not in the talking mood and Pastor Zona's in the talking mood, I'll say, yeah, honey, I understand. <laughs> Jesus. 
cat's out of the bag. And the bag's tore up. I can't even get it back. <laughs> she knew it all along. <laughs> I'm just, I'm needing to admit it. But that's the least path of resistance. Instead of entering into a conversation that's in depth, really discussing, most people won't do it. How, how many of you... You haven't seen a person in a while. How, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a long time. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing good. Now, what does that mean? You just got you having an argument in the parking lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, well, you know. Now, I'm not saying that you ought to, you know, take your dirty laundry and hang it out there on the clothesline where everybody can see it. And not, not not just see it, but smell it for 100 miles. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about understanding that Jesus came to give us his lifestyle. We can live it. He's empowered us to do so. Do I dismiss the 180 yet? Okay. I'll, I, I, I'll, we'll dismiss the 180 right now. Y'all can handle it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for our youth, and we appreciate them. We appreciate them to the highest degree. Value, value your children and your children's children. Value. Put priority on it. Because those are the leaders of tomorrow. If you're disgusted with the leadership of today, Make leaders for tomorrow. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This whole month, we've devote, we're going to devote our subject matter on excellence. Now, excellence, this is, the title is Learning to Excel. Part four, excellence is a noun, and it means the quality, the quality. Everybody say quality. quality. Not the quantity. The quality of being outstanding, extremely good, rare, and first class. God's called you. And the word call. Anytime you see the word called in the New Testament. It means an invitation. God's invited you. It's VIP. Very important person invitation. Anytime Zona and I have gotten one of those VIP invitations. It usually required a response. If you're going to be there. You know what I mean? You had to respond. A commitment. I choose to be there. God is sending out a VIP invitation to all of his people. All of his people. I'm talking about true believers now. I'm not talking about religious heads. To live a first class lifestyle. 
However, excellence is not a destination. It's a pursuit. You can exceed or excel in one area, but that doesn't mean you live in excellence. Are you following what I'm saying? How many of you know that there are certain things that come to you easier than other things? Okay, I mean, it's, 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 e it's easier for Zona administrative-wise than it is for me. I'm talking about uh, everything that needs to be done. And she has to constantly, you know, she's like that little puppy dog nipping at my heels all the time. Uh, because I, I, I don't, I, I, I think, I'm thinking down, she's thinking in administrative wise down the road, but, but I think in, in seeing beyond what I see. Does that make sense to you? I see beyond what I see. She's more detailed. And it's easier for her to do that than it is me. So I need someone in my life, God saw that, that's going to help me with that. Are you following me? Now, I'm just going to be honest. That can rub me the wrong way at times. Are you all following me? To have somebody highly organized right here beside me. <laughs> you know, and that, that's the reason why most of the time there's certain portions of our house you'll never get into. In fact, I think I'm, I'm going to put a vault door on it. <laughs> she'll, she'll bring me a stack of mail that I've accumulated like that. You need to go through this now. <laughs> that's what she's got to do. And I've already looked at it once. Instead of making a decision, I have to look at it three or four times before I make a decision. But here, here's the point of what I'm saying. There are certain things in your life that comes easier. There are other things that come that you have to be more diligent about. That's all of us. Okay? You have to be more diligent on. And uh, if you don't, you'll never step into pursuing excellence. Excellence is a pursuit. You never arrive at it. You say, oh, dear God, that's what I got to look forward to. Well, success is, is a way of living. Success is doing good. Are you following that? God told Joshua, if you meditate in my word day and night, he said, if you'll do that, then you'll observe to do all that is written therein, and then... Now watch this, and then you'll have good success. Success is prospering in all you do. That's why it's a way of life. Now you could have ex succeeded in, in, at some point in an area or in an endeavor, but that doesn't mean you're living a life of success. 
Are you hearing me? I mean, you take somebody that, because that, success is doing good. Are, are you following? Success is doing good. So you could do good in one endeavor, but that doesn't mean you're, you, you're living a, a successful life. Are, are you following me? And we make the mistake that because we've done good in an area and we succeeded at, at this endeavor, that we're living a successful life. No, you're not. Not if you don't pursue or become uh, 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 excellence. You have to pursue excellence. You have to pursue first class. You have to pursue it. Now, first class does not necessarily mean expensive. Now, it does cost you something. I'm, I'm, I'm relating it to money right now because you can... Uh, there are many people that succeed financially, but their whole family life is a disaster. So they're not living a successful life. Are you following me? Success is a way of living. That's the way I approach everything in my life. Okay? That's the way I approach it. I approach it that way. Now, in the meantime, on doing good, you have to have excellence as your pursuit or you can't succeed. Let me, let me rephrase it. Let me put it another way. If I take a mediocre attitude, oh, well, you know, it really doesn't matter. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've heard people say, well, I don't care what anybody thinks. You're lying, dog. Everybody that ever says that. They, they're lying. They do care. That's why they said it. Now, should what everybody thinks, their opinion, should it govern my life? No, but I do care. Well, that went really big. I am not restricted by it. It's not governing my life, but I do care. See, if you don't care what other people think, then you don't care about that person. Really? I want you to think about that for a moment. We say that all the time. But we're, I do care. I care what you're thinking this morning while I'm preaching. Not for my sake, but for yours. Now, I, I, don't, I, I don't take advice from what everybody thinks. That's true. I don't. But if you, it, it, let me put it another way. Many people use that as an excuse not to live the excellent lifestyle of Jesus. Daniel cared what the king thought. And listen very carefully. Not to the point that he would disobey God. But to the point that he would obey God. How are you going to change what they think if you don't care what they think? Think about it for a moment. How can, if I don't care what they think, 
If I, let me say it another way. If I'm careless in what they think, then how can I change what they think? Are you following me? This is, I know that this is thought-provoking. I'm more in a teaching mood right, right now, mode right now. And, and the Holy Ghost is here to teach us, all of us. Because none of us are exempt of what I'm talking about. Teaching, let me see if I can. Teaching does not mean you're learning. A teacher can teach their heart out. Learning is a choice from those that are being taught. And the teacher cares what they think. That's why they're teaching. If they didn't care what you thought, they wouldn't teach. Woo, man. Come back up here, Nita. I think they need some pumping up. Why would, a, why would a teacher go to the extremes of teaching if they don't care what you think? <laughs> get, get up back here where the lights blind me. Learning is a choice. Every one of us in this room will have to, have to choose today. Learning is a choice. In fact, I've made this statement. We'll, it will involve, we'll involve 12, 13, 14, 16, 20 years of what we refer to as an education. Probably the most important thing I ever learned in the 12 years of my education, getting that diploma, was really learning how to learn. It wasn't the subject matter, it was the process of learning. I've learned more since I've been out of high school than I ever did while I was in high school because I didn't know how to learn. Does that make sense to you? And probably, I have to be, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. A diploma does not necessarily mean you really know it. It means you've been exposed to it. You don't know it and be, until it become until you use it. No skill is developed absence of use. It's impossible. You'll never learn a skill. Period. I don't care what it is without the law of use. Theory is theory 
until you use it. Then you prove it for yourself. You prove it. And God wants the church, here, here's, here's been the, how would I say, this has been the culture of the church in past. It's not during this time. It's different now. In the past, the culture of the church is we have a pastor who is supposed to be our spiritual leader and what that meant in many people's paradigm of thinking was that they are available 24-7 to bail my fanny out of the fire. Many people come to church to get the leader to fix them. And the leader can't fix you. Wow. This is worth a, a lot of money to you right now. I can't fix you. I can, I, I can, I, we can have daily sessions individually with each other for, for months, every day. We're going to spend an hour a day. I can take, and we can hash the, over the same stuff over and over and over. Now we know what the children of Israel did in the wilderness. Over and over. Forty years of doing that. They were never equipped to go into the land of Canaan to possess it. God never intended for them to come out of Egypt and dwell in the wilderness. He intended for them to come out of Egypt and that little short period of time, and it was only a few weeks' time, I don't know, I've heard one, one uh, person say it's just a, maybe a couple of weeks from Egypt to the promised land. But it took 40 years and that generation still never learned it. God wanted to take them in a short period of time from Egypt, their bondage, to going over here and ruling and reigning and possessing a land. And he, he, never, he never wanted them to, to stay in the wilderness. Never. Do you know that there are people that come out of Egypt that die in the wilderness? A whole generation in the book of Exodus died in a wilderness. Never to possess what God had already promised. Because th there was a learning process. Now you think about this for a moment. They had 400 years to perfect captivity. In their thinking, their reasoning, their attitudes, their talk, their walk. Think about this. 400 years of daily griping about their captivity. Just griping, fussing, murmuring, complaining. 
They never learn to go in and possess the land. You cannot excel or possess the land with a murmuring mouth. Probably the most discipline you're ever going to need in your life is a tongue discipline. I want to challenge you. Just, just one week. One week. One. How many weeks? One week. One week, get, get someone to partner with you. It should be your spouse if you're married. But just one week, one week, take this challenge, to get somebody to partner with you. And I tell you, it should be your spouse if, if you're married. Here's why. Because the spouse hears everything that nobody else hears. Just to partner with you, about getting rid of all the negative talk in your life. One week. I doubt if we could last a day. Think about this for a moment. What if that person said, is, every time you started to say negative stuff, they said, is that what you're believing God for? Is that really what you want in your life? Because the scripture, Jesus says the one that said it, you can have what you say. He said it. I didn't say it. The problem is we've been having what we've been saying. Sick, broke, miserable. Hello? Nothing ever works out for me? Is that what you're believing for? Nothing ever works out for me? Ever, ever... We even got Christian songs that help us to go in the wrong direction. There's one that I despised for years. I don't even think it's, many of you won't know it, so I'll say it. It was always said, I take one step forward, I take two steps back. That was in a Christian song. Everybody loved it. It was top on the charts at the time. I hated that song. One step forward, two steps back. I don't need anybody to remind me to step backwards. Because I do it on my own. I need somebody to help me to step forward. I, we had a great man of God here. He's on our church board. Pastor Art Aragon, he made a statement. I'll never forget him making a statement. He, he said, move forward. Always move forward. He said, well, I can't. Uh, it, it, he said, run forward. And he said, well, somebody said, well, yeah, I can't run forward. He said, well, walk forward. And said, so, well, I'm having trouble walking forward. And he said, well, crawl forward. And he said, well, well I, I, I'm struggling just to crawl forward. He said, if you can't do nothing else, fall forward. But go forward. Man, this is different than all my notes. <laughs> to excel, the word excel, learning to excel. Excel is a verb. And it means to be exceptional in action or subject. To go above and beyond. Above and beyond. Now, I'm going to make, pay attention. We're going to start with the small stuff. Everybody say small stuff. small stuff. This is a principle in the kingdom of God. 
He gives, he gives you a little, and if you'll make that prosper, do good with the work of your hands, he'll make you ruler over much. That's what he says. So let's just, let's just take uh, something simple. For years, here again, I'm telling off of myself. For years, most all of my life, my mother made my bed. And then when I got married, my wife made my bed. Now, that's what all good wives are supposed to do, Pastor Ronnie. Well, tell that to the military. And here, probably, I don't know, 10 years ago, I had trouble with a heart condition, which God has healed me of. And I was, I was having struggles. I was having struggles physically, and it was affecting me emotionally. And uh, <clears throat> I was praying over this, you know, just God. And he said, I told you that I'd make your bed in sickness, didn't he? He said, now, Ronnie, if you believe that I'm the healer, I want you to get up and make your bed. How many of you ever had the attitude, why make your bed? You're just going to get back in it. Yeah, but you may wind up back in it quicker than you think. So most, most of the time now, Zona makes it sometimes and I make it sometimes. But most of the time before we leave the house, I mean before we left this morning, that bed was made. One of us made it. Sometimes we make it together. That, isn't that a novelty? Husband and wife making the bed together. Let me just say it. If you make the bed together, you may make it in bed together. That was worth $200. And you say, what has that got to do with my spiritual life? It has to do with dealing with your flesh. Your flesh, that fallen human nature, wants to take the least path of resistance. If you can't deal with your bed, your bed doesn't argue with you. That's the reason why for years I loved to mow the grass versus dealing with people. Because the grass can't argue with me. It's going to do what I say whether it likes it or not. i got a big mower. Are you following me? In fact, I, I got into this so much that one time the Holy Ghost had to deal with me. And this is what he told me. He said, there is a yard that Jesus mows. I said, really? I didn't know that was in the Bible. He said, yes. I mowed, mowed grass long before you, Ronnie. I said, really? He said, all flesh is as grass. Now, I want you to think about what I'm saying to you right now. This is important. All flesh is grass. How many of you ever driven by somebody's house and, man, that yard... There's nothing like a beautiful, 
freshly mowed, trimmed yard. Nothing like it. Beautiful. Looks great. And he'll drive by there and you'll make this statement. I wish my yard looked like that. You know how many times I said that? <laughs> I wish my yard looked like that. None of wishes our yard would look like that now. But if, if, if this is what the Bible says, all flesh is as grass. Do you realize that in our life, if we don't let Jesus mow our flesh, and keep it under subjection. That's a well-disciplined life is what it's referring to. I remember, how many of you have ever had a yard that was neglected? Ever seen a yard that was neglected? Okay. I didn't ask if it was yours, so you can raise your hand. And my yard was neglected. I'll never forget the churchyard one time was neglected. This is before we had sidewalks out there in the front. And I was out there, and it, it had been neglected. Now, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm not married. I'm, I'm a young kid. I'm probably 14 or maybe so. And it had been neglected, and uh, uh, so I, I was, I was going to mow it. Nobody made me. My dad didn't tell me to do it. I was going to mow it, clean it up. Got tired of it looking like that. And it had been neglected. Grass, you know, was up knee high. And, you know, we're right here in front of Roosevelt. You know what happens when people, they, th they, they throw stuff in, into the knee high grass and you don't know what's in there. Okay. One time my brother was mowing grass like that one time and he hit a, a coat hanger and went through his thigh. That's how come sometimes we have, we have these injuries in our life that sabotage us because we've neglected. So I was out there mowing it. And I'm mowing next to Roosevelt. Like I said, we didn't have, I mean, right next to the road because we didn't have any sidewalk. And there was a gas cap in there. And it shot out of that mower and hit me in the lower part here. I doubled up, man, and I'm, I'm staggering around out there. All because it had been neglected. Now listen carefully. I'm not saying somebody might not want to throw that the world wants to throw junk into your yard. But if you keep it up, you can see it and deal with it. If you don't, it'll get lodged in there. And then when you want to clean it up, you don't know what's in there. It becomes hazardous now. Yes. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I know, I know we're going slow, provoking you to think. I know you're writing notes for your neighbor. <laughs> Become exceptional. Now, learning is something else. Learning is acquiring. 
a skill by being informed. Now listen carefully. We got to go slow right here. By being informed, instructed, and trained through understanding. The key to learning. learning. Remember, learning is a choice. You have to make a choice today. Whether or not you realize it, you're going to make a choice with the material you're hearing this morning. Nobody else will make this choice for you. I won't be able to make it, and you're not going to be able to make it for me. Learning is a choice. And the key to taking the information, the instruction, the training through understanding, the key to learning is humility. I want, to get, I want to put this out there. The key to learning is humility. Humility does not mean making someone feel inferior. That's not humility, because I want to show you something that we're not accustomed to. If God has to humble you, it's because you refuse to kill pride. Pastor Zona went over it Thursday about Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar wound up spending seven years living like an animal where his reasoning was, was gone from him. At the end of seven years, it was restored. And when it was restored, he said, Now I know there's only one. There's only one who sits on the throne in his kingdom, lasts forever. There's no end to it. He has the power to put up, and he has the power to bring down. So if God has to humble somebody, it's because they are full of pride. The key is to humble yourself. Be teachable. Be trainable. I'm going to give you some verses for this in just a second so you'll see that I'm not off base. Humility is the key to learning. You will never learn anything unless you submit to, to the training of those that are before you. You, you, have to, you, have to, you have to want it. You've got to make up the, the, your decision yourself because it's a choice. Okay, I, I've had people, I, my teachers in high school, they taught me and they taught me and I learned how to pass the test, but I didn't know the material. Okay? In fact, a lot of the material, I, I got to pass it to get my diploma. The whole thing is geared for that stupid diploma. That's not what we're going to do with Omega Leadership Academy. Okay? We're going to teach them how to learn. And what we teach them is, is, is because there's going to be a spirit of humility here. But there are things that I went through the class just to learn how to pass the test. And, if, and, and don't look at me like you're so innocent. 
because many of you learned how to cheat to pass the test. Okay. What we did was learned how to figure out how we could copy off of one another. You know what I mean? We didn't, want, we didn't want the material. We just wanted to pass the test so we can get that dang diploma. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad that I'm not in this room by myself. Got the diploma, and we still did not learn how to learn. I learn today what I want to learn. So do you. Some people learn how not to learn. Are you following me? Pride refuses to learn. Because pride has an assuming attitude. How many of you ever felt somebody that is just very presumptuous? What does that mean? They're just kind of arrogant, pushy. Nobody, nobody knows anybody like that? They're just kind of pushy. They know everything. And I don't care if you got the best deal in town, their deal was always better. But they didn't tell you about it until after you told them about your deal. I had some people in my lives, in fact, in fact a few relatives like that. They, they stay far away from me now because I stay far away from them. But th th I didn't care what I did in life. Nothing I ever did was good enough for them. Presumptuous people are like that. Nothing's ever good enough. Okay? And, and, and then they'll be presumptuous. They'll even come into your house and change your furniture around. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Okay, I, 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 you know, I used to, Zona loves to change things up. And sometimes she'd invite the people that kind of were presumptuous. Come in there and they want to change everything up the way they think it ought to be. And, and I, I, I talked to her, I said, Zona, who do they think they are? I'll never forget one time she had somebody who was very presumptuous come in there and I'd do this and I'd do that and it wasn't even our style. She later told me I, had to, I, I paid them to come tell us. That didn't go over very good. <laughs> I said, what's wrong with the way? They're not going to live in it. That's why all the, all, when I, you know, years ago, we'd watch all the home improvement shows. You know what I mean? Y'all watch them sometimes? Now, everything is, is stylish. Uh, no, faddish. It's a fad. They used to tell us, do not paint the walls just this white. You want color in here. And they started telling everybody to put some colored paint on the walls. So everybody started doing colored paint, and now we're looking at it again. They don't want colored paint. They want white on the walls. I said, oh, dear God, what's wrong with them? 
All they are is creating a fad so you can keep supporting their nonsense. Get, create your own fad. You got a style? God didn't make every one of us albinos. I thank God for that. I've always wanted to be tall, dark, and handsome, and it hadn't worked out. I couldn't, I couldn't remodel this house. I'm glad you are able to take this right now. Let's go to some scriptures. I think we need to bypass me. Go with me to the book of, uh, I think the first one we'll go to is, uh, go with me to James chapter 4. And then we'll go to Second Peter, I mean First Peter. James chapter 4. The, I heard a preacher one time put it like this, the way up is down. Well, that went really big. The way up is down. If you want to go up in life, you're going to have to go down in humility. Okay? That's the reason why professional politicians does our country no good. If they've never created a job, they've never been in business, they've never served in the military, They've never done this. What is their qualification? Well, I've been up here for 42 years, and that's why we're 42 years behind time. Because you've never done nothing. You've always you're presumptuous, and you tell everybody else what to do. You better wake up about right now. That's how come our country's in a mess. We've got a president that's never done anything outside of the political realm. Never served in the military where he had to be disciplined. Never created a job or had a business where, where, where the responsibility of success or failure was upon him. And people vote for that. Always remember something. The economic system of communism is socialism. You know what socialism is? Socialism is if John works hard, and let's say he makes $100,000 a year, and you've got, you've got uh, Herman over here that doesn't work at all. Socialism says... John, you don't need that $100,000. Nobody should be above equal, so give me $50,000 for you to pay me to do nothing. That's my work. That's what socialism is. Socialism is the economics of communism. You got people in Washington, D.C. right now that are trying to make this country just like that. They've never been in the military. They've never been where they've had to create a job. Many of them do not have never had a job outside of the political realm. 
I never, needless to say, none of them getting my vote. Our country started deviating. It started deviating when Bill Clinton was elected president. He never created a job. He never served in the military. We've had a few since then. All right. Say, Pastor Ronnie, I thought you were going to read the scripture. I gave you time to get to chapter 4 of James. Chapter 4. Let's look at verses 4. And maybe we'll read through 10. He said, you adulterers and adulteresses. Now, he's not talking about, listen carefully. He's not talking about sexual here. He's talking about spiritual. Know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. In other words, you cannot appease your flesh or anybody else's flesh. Not supposed to. You're supposed to. Now, you're, in fact, Paul said you're not even to know anybody after the flesh. Why? Because that flesh... Fallen human nature is what we're referring to. That fallen human nature is the very nature of the devil himself. You better despise it, and you better use the blood of Jesus to get it under subjection. If you do not, it'll cause you all kinds of havoc. And that is a continual thing, by the way. Do you not think, do you think that the scripture saith in the vein this, that the, the, the spirit dwelleth in us, lusteth to en envy. But he, that, but he giveth more grace. Watch this. He giveth more grace or influence. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. We talk about the grace of God. What is the grace of God? Influence. God influences the humble, the teachable, ones that practice learning. That's his favor. That's his, that's his influence. Submit yourselves, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, I've heard many preachers put it like this. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. That's not what it says. If you don't do first things first, the devil ain't going to uh, leave you. Guess what he'll do? He'll take your uh, uh, lunch, eat it, and pop the sack. you got to do the first things first. Submit yourselves therefore unto God. Do what? Submit yourselves therefore unto God. Then resist the devil and he'll flee. You have to submit to the word of God. Submit to it. That's the first thing. Because in submission to it, is what equips you to enforce the resistance. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Now, I want you to hear this. Draw nigh to God. Who has to take the first step? We do. God doesn't take the first step. He's already done his job. Jesus is sitting on the throne. He's finished the work. Now we draw nigh to him, and his influence will draw nigh to us. Yes, 
Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Now, think about this. This is what he said. How many of you wash your hands? I hope you wash your hands for you, but you wash your hands, right? Who washed them? You mean, it, when, when, I, when our children and when our grandchildren was little bitty, they couldn't even reach the laboratory there. I had to pick them up, squish some, some soap into their hands, and I had to rub their hands together to teach them how to wash their hands because they could not do it. So if somebody else is having to wash your hands, you are childish. There comes a point that God is going to require us to wash our own hands. Well, that went big. And then he says to purify your hearts. Isn't that amazing? He's telling us to purify. I thought God had to purify. Not if you don't submit to him. God can't purify your heart if you don't submit to him. If you won't take your thoughts and your life and put it out on the altar and open the Bible and find out what God says to do with yourself, nobody can do that for you. We're almost there. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Now, God doesn't want you to be heavy. What he's telling you is repent. Get serious about yourself. Why? Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. The whole goal is to elevate you to that lifestyle that Jesus paid for. He's talking to us as those that came out of Egypt. Don't squander your life in the wilderness. Submit to what my word and what I'm saying. I'm not talking, God is saying this through me. You understand? Uh, what I'm saying to you, and I will exalt you. And notice what he says. In the sight of God, humble yourself. Okay? You with that? Now go with me, 1 Peter chapter 5. He's talking here to leadership. He's talking to pastors specifically and other leadership. There is such thing as an elder in the church. I want to give this to you. An elder in the church is not someone that just has gray hair. Because they may have only gotten saved last week. Are you following me? What is an elder? An elder is someone who's been trained, disciplined, developed over a long period of time. An elder could be somebody that doesn't have gray hair. How can you tell, Pastor Ronnie? <laughs> okay. It's someone that has proven themselves, that have taken this and not only went through, listen carefully, went through the informing process, but proved what was being taught. They have a personal acquaintance 
with the knowledge. You follow me? Submit to those people. Chapter 5, verse number 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Now, now that's important. He's not only talking about the younger submitting to the older in God, but he's also saying be subject one to another. Pastor Ronald, I, I don't trust nobody. Well, I don't trust nobody either. I don't trust anybody's flesh. I don't trust my own flesh. That's why he said, flee the very appearance of evil. Why is he saying that? He's saying that to you because if it appears to be evil, sooner or later it will be evil. If it looks bad, it is bad. You cannot be hanging around. Uh, 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 we'll get there in a minute, maybe. Ye all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with what? Now he's not talking about wearing, wearing pulper rags. That's not what he's talking about. He's be, be clothed with humility. Be teachable. You can learn something from one another if you're teachable. But if you have a presumptuous attitude, you're not going to learn. And you, you know what presumptuous people do? They're busybodies. You know what a busybody is? It's in everybody else's business. Always know what everybody else ought to do. Are are y'all here? You'll never excel being presumptuous. What what we got to learn is what we must do. Learn from it. Oh, man. Watch this. For God resisteth the proud. He resisteth that presumptuous spirit. You know, there are some things in our lives that ain't... There are some things that's, that, that God just don't want you to get involved in. Can I be a little more direct? I probably will, but I just want to know if I can. My mom used to put it like this. Ronnie, you need to tend to your own rat killing. And she was kind of country. And some people say, well, Brother Ronnie, what are you killing rats? Well, that means to tend to your own business because I'm sure that you have a rat somewhere that needs to be killed. My mom wasn't a very educated person, but man, she, she had discernment. Learn to understand authority. Let me give you an example. I can only pastor you by permission. If I don't have your permission, I can't pastor you. Now, you can come to church here. You can... You can attend church here. That's true. But that doesn't mean I pastor you. Pastor, all pastoring is by permission. 
Okay? I can be called to pastor, but the people that I pastor must grant that permission. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do not have the authority, even as a pastor, to do certain things in your life. I don't have that. For example, I don't have the authority to step into your house and change your furniture around. I don't have, I don't have the authority over your wallet. Authority means the, the legal right. I don't have the legal or the spiritual right. And many people do not understand authority. Do you know why they don't understand authority? Because they're not under it. Jesus put it this way to the centurion soldier. He said, the way you understand authority, I have not seen any kind of faith like that in all of Israel. I've been looking for this type of faith. And I can't find it. You know why? Most of the people in Israel were a bunch of renegades because they had leadership that were renegades. Okay? They didn't respect the word of God as leaders. They wanted to use it for their own benefit. Therefore, the people that followed them had the same spirit that came upon them. Are you, are you understanding I'm not saying this, how to say, I'm not trying to be, this is, this is just moments of truth that you need to comprehend. When, when for example, Zona and I have, we don't do it as much as we used to, but we have in the past. I learned some lessons. Most people want a, an individual counseling time and usually in, in, when Zona and I have done any counseling it usually had to do with marriage or family or something like that and uh, I don't do as much as I used to there's a reason why because when you get into that room particularly if you're going to come talk about marriage and you don't bring your spouse with you there's not much we can talk about and here's why they're not there. So you can come and tell me everything that's going wrong to try to get me to side in with you. But that's, that's not true counseling. Because I, I, don't, I don't get to see what you're not telling me. Remember, flesh goes the way of least resistance. And so, and then I can tell you everything that I know that you should do, that you should do, not your spouse, because they're not here, remember? But as soon as a person gets up and walks out that door, they're going to do exactly what they want to do. Really, what they call counseling is me siding in with them. That's what they want me to do, side in with them. So in inciting in with them, that justifies them because the pastor said. I don't know how many times I want to catch somebody that says the pastor said. Pastor Ronnie said this. Well, put the context in which Pastor Ronnie said it. 
How many people say, well, the Word said? Well, what's the context of that Word? Well, you are shouting me down right now. One time, Pastor Zona just, she, she was, she perceived that the wife, I, was, had, I, I had the husband, she had the wife. She perceived that the wife didn't want to, she said, you don't want to be here, do you? She said, no. Well, we're not going to talk. She opened up the door, and they talked about everything, how the weather was. Never talked about it. Why? Because there was no sense of talking. You're not here. You don't want to. I get, why waste my breath? And have your junk follow me home. Me worry about it at night, and you won't do nothing about it. I'm talking about them. None of those people are here today. You see, you, you, see you, you have to understand authority. Understand it. God resists the proud, but he gives grace. He gives influence to the humble. Watch this. This is where we're going. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. And the other is in the sight of God. What we just read over there in James says, humble yourself in the sight of God. Right here it says, under the mighty hand of God. Jesus. I'm going in. Oh, man. I'm... The hand of God is the five-fold ministry gifts. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. That he may exalt you in due time. That's what it goes on to say. That God may exalt you in due time. The whole thing is, God wants to exalt you. But there's a due time. Everybody say a due time. time. The due time comes when in his sight, that spirit of humility now moves you, controls you. You follow me? There are three, I'm going to be closing here in just a minute. We're we're not going to read any more scripture. I think that's sufficient right now. But there are three types of people in every one of our lives. There's three types. Okay? You will relate to every person in your life in one of these three types. Every person in your life will be related in one of these three types. Those you look up to. Okay? You're looking up to them. You want to follow them. Now, they may, you may personally know them or you may personally follow them maybe through, uh, through their ministry or, or through their teaching or through their books. Okay? But those are the people that you're looking up to. Okay? Those are the people that you want to be taught and trained by, okay? And then there are the other type of people that fall in this category, those that you are influencing. Those people that you look up to are the ones that you're looking for their influence. Then there's another type of people. Those are the people that you are influencing. They could be your children, your grandchildren. They could be, you know, younger people. They could... You know, people that you love. It could be a niece, a nephew. 
grandchild. It could be other people that are looking up to you. Are you following? And then there is those that are on the same level of understanding that you are. Now, this level is the most dangerous. Okay? It's the most dangerous. Because in this level, we seek buddies. Not true friends, but buddies. You know what a buddy is? A buddy is those that we just like to let our hair down around. I can relax. Now I'm not pursuing being influenced. Now somebody's not pursuing me to influence them. And these are the people I can just be buddies with. We can just have a good time and, 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 and it's surface. Most buddy systems are surface. I didn't say friends, I said buddies. Pay attention right here. These are buddies. So we let all kinds of conversation, because we just, you know, we're, we don't mean half of what we're saying, and there's nothing valuable to it. We just do whatever we want to do. These are buddies. Now listen carefully. That buddy system, that buddy system is detrimental to you if you're not careful. I'll give you one example of what the Scripture says in the book of Proverbs. Do not hang around people that have an anger, angry temper, that have a temper, have anger. Do you know why he says not to do that? If you hang around people that are angry all the time, you learn their ways. Then you become angry. That's why I say buddies I didn't say true friends. I said buddies. Everybody hear me? Buddies are those that I can just be careless with my words and my thoughts because we're not on the same level. People that we look up to, we want to make a good impression. People that follow us will suck it up because we don't want them to learn bad things. We'll do that with our children. For example, we tell them, don't bring any drinks into the living room. But they don't know while they're, they're in bed, you drank your coffee in there. <laughs> and you're telling me, Pastor Ronnie, you don't want me to have a, a buddy? That's not what I said. I want you to have a friend. A true friend will always deal with you in truth. They're more concerned about you following truth than they are you liking them. True friends. True friends is what we all seek, but the world has a buddy system. Are, are you all understanding me? Buddies, buddies betray. They'll betray you. You don't think so? Look at how many examples Donald Trump's had of his buddies betraying him. People that presented themselves as friends now are turning their backs. Most of them are doing it for prestige, 
or the dollar or position. He said, well, Pastor Ronnie, you must follow Donald Trump a lot. That's better than to follow the one that's sitting in the White House now. You follow me? I'm not trying to be political. I'm trying to give you understanding. Relate. I'm trying to relate to you. That's what I'm trying to do. Relate. You can relate that. Buddies are not friends. And those, all, every person in your life is going to fall in one of those three types of categories. And you've got to make sure this, this, the, the buddies are true friends. Now, how are you going to know that? Well, first of all, to have a true friend, you've got to be a true friend. Turn to your neighbor and say, get that chip off that shoulder. True friends, you can't have a chip on your shoulder with a true friend. <laughs> my wife is not only my mate, but she is my true friend. She told me, she's told me a, a, a few times. I'm she loves me. How do I know? She's going to tell me the truth. Here I am. I'm all prepped up, ready for church. And she said, you need to blow your nose. It's not clean. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm looking good. And I'm wondering why everybody's staring at me, trying to move around like... Be, you're trying to be... My wife tells me, Ronnie, you need to go blow your nose. You have to discern these things because this life is crazy. I have found out and discovered this. For God to bless me, he's going to send a special person in my life. For the devil to sabotage me, he's going to send a special person in my life. <laughs> oh, I love Jesus. Glory to God. To excel, to excel, we have to get, we have to wake up, get the sleepy out of our eyes, and understand Jesus paid the price. He paid an awful price for us to live the high life. And many Christians are settling for the low life. Mediocre at best. Where we wander in the wilderness. Never take the land that has been promised. It's a pursuit to live a life of excellence. I pursue it. It does not pursue me. I pursue it. If I don't pursue excellence, then only thing left is mediocrity. And it's not good enough because Jesus paid the price. He paid the price. He paid the price for me to live a life of integrity, joy, peace. He paid the price for me to walk in truth. I can walk in truth. You can walk in truth. He paid the price for me to walk in love. His love, not, not earthly love. Love that's from heaven, that never, ever fails. 
Never comes short. But love will speak truth. Ronnie, your nose needs to be blowed. <laughs> I can see it now. From now on, you're going to be... Good, that's what I want you to look at. Tend to your own rat killing. <laughs> Stand up with me, please. I know this is a little bit different today. But I, I believe that the Holy Spirit now is urging us and calling us now to live this life. Our generation is not looking for another dead religion. They're looking, is what you say, is what you're doing on Sunday mornings, is that really having a bearing and an inf effect on your life? Is it really what it says it is? Or, or, or is it just a meaningless formality that's worthless and has no eternal value? That's what the world's wanting to know. Why do you think we have young people that are justifying what Hamas has done? Because the church has failed them. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to bash the church. I'm trying to help you understand the value of what we're talking about. Thousands upon thousands of young people in this generation are on a road straight to hell itself. Because the church hasn't believed that this could be lived. It can be lived. It's worth living. The price has been paid for us to live it. God, no, he's not here to condemn you. He's not trying to slap you around, but he is here to wake you up. He loves us with an everlasting love. And he says, I've got something for you. Last couple of, uh, uh, well, the last, this whole last year, this is what the Holy Ghost has been telling me. I look at somebody else and say, man, I wish I could do that. You know what the Holy Ghost would tell me? Not, nothing bad, you know. I, I, I would like to take off and go on, you know, fishing every other Sunday. Y'all missed it. I would like to do that. But you know what he told me? He says, I got something better for you. I got something better for you. And this is better than fishing. I like hunting. I, I, I'm going to go hunting again. I'm going to go fishing again. I'm going to do those things. But, but listen, I'm not going to take away from what really is worthwhile. Because when you get to heaven, God's not going to ask you, how many fish did you catch? He may ask you, how many people did you catch? But he's not going to ask you, how many fish did you catch? And it, you know, when you get to heaven, it ain't going to matter to you. you. You won't give a flip. You know, I got some trophies on the wall from hunting. But when I get to heaven, God's not going to say, Show me your trophies. 
Let's see your trophies. Now, the trophies he's looking for is the trophies of grace where he influenced us. Are you following? Glory to God. Father, I thank you right now. You are dealing with all of us because you've got something better in mind. You've got something greater than even our imagination cannot imagine. And Lord, it, we, we have to make a decision to be taught by you. We have to make a choice to pursue your excellent lifestyle. You've created us all in your image to be first class, not left over. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's some joys that you want us to enter into that we've never tasted of. Father, you're creating a new breed of believers in this generation that love not their life unto death, but they love Jesus unto life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just worship him a minute. We worship you, Jesus. You're holy. You're just. You're true. You're righteous. All blessing flows from you. Glory be to God. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Glory to God. You're, in, you're learning how to win. <laughs> Glory to God. Yes, I take that reminder. Many of you have been acquainted with the agony of defeat. But God is preparing you for the thrill of victory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Your day of the agony of defeat is over. If you will choose to pursue his excellent way of living, the agony of defeat will be over. And the thrill of victory, which you were born to live, the thrill of victory, the thrill of victory, the thrill of victory. You're in training for reigning. You're in training to win. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you check that old dead life at the door. Because you're in the Father's house right now. You are in the Father's house. You're no longer to condemned to live that old way of living, that old stinking life. You're, you're here right now in the presence of the Holy Father to live a life 
Glory to God that's full of the thrill of victory. Amen. The thrill of victory. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. A great joy. A great joy. A great joy has hit this house. A joy, a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Glory to God. Heaven on earth. God's wanting to bring you into heaven on earth. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. And he sent out an invitation and you showed up today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Just wait just a minute. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory to God. Somebody's got some anguish. You've had some anguish. This word anguish comes to me. Anguish. You've had some anguish. Some agony. Who are you? Who are you? It's, almost, it's like a grieving, but it's anguish. This is the word anguish. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, whoever you are, those days are over. If you choose, those days be behind you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Healing, healing. Right now, lift your hands to heaven. Glory to God. God's going to heal you right now of what you don't even know you need to be healed of. Glory be to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, through the merits of the cross and the power of the resurrection of Jesus, right now we speak healing. The healer is in the room. Glory be to God. Healing, 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 healing from wall to wall. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. From the inside out. From the top of the head to the soles of the feet. Side to side. Every working. Interworking inside of you. Right now. We speak healing. We speak healing right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Pastor Zona, get ready to help me. Get ready to help me. Lisa. Uh, Lisa Livesey. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Pastor Zona, just lay hands on. Lay it on right here. Right here. That's where, that's where it's at. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus prevails over this. In Jesus' name. The name of Jesus prevails over over this. Glory be to God. Ha, ha, pa, ta, la, basaya. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the name of Jesus. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ha, da, 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 basataya. Oh, da, da, basata, la, basaya. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. Glory to God. 
Ah, baba bata tapasaya. Oh, baba tata pasaya. Your tears shall be wiped away with laughter. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Today, God is putting a laughter in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Somebody, somebody here said, well, what about me? What about me? Well, what about you? Just choose it and get down here. Just choose it. If that's you, just come down here. What about me? What, what, what I'm going through? What about me? Get down here. Choose. Choose right now. Choose. 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 Get down here. Right now. Choose it. Get down here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Choose it. Choose it. Choose it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hada. John. Lay hands on him. Lay hands on him right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Fresh, inflated lungs. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Full of the breath of God. Glory be to Jesus. John, put your hands on his lungs. Right there. Put your hands right there. Right there. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anybody else has got this question, what about me? What, 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 what about me? Hey, the guy tore off the roof to get down here. He chose it. Get down here right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. You got to choose it. Choose it. Choose it. Glory to God. Choose it. 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 Glory to God. Faith wants to make a choice for you. Faith wants to make a choice with you. Right now. Choose it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Joy that's unspeakable. Full of glory. Full of glory. Full of glory. Full of glory. Glory to God. Oh, somebody said, well, what about lunch? This is bread to eat you can't get at the restaurant. Glory be to Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I love it. When I follow the good shepherd, he makes a way. Just to watch him make a way. Just to watch him make a way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. 
Pradabasaya. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I am so glad that I heard the Holy Ghost this morning. And listen, I, I, I'm not just saying him talking to you. I'm talking to me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. I know that this is really hard right now, this next thing. It's be hard on somebody's flesh, maybe. If you, I'm looking up into the light, so I don't want nobody to think I'm looking at them. If you want to be delivered from a whining spirit, get down here. Well, I don't know that I want. You know whether or not you've been whining. Get down here. Suck it up, baby. Get down here. All right, it's not just one or two. Come on. Come on, come on. I don't want to leave anybody out. <laughs> he said, Pastor Ronnie, why are you talking? Don't give in to it. Just get delivered. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I know that there's more than four. Where? Oh, okay. Five. Where, where's? I know that there's more. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Now I'm going to lay hands on you when I do. The power of God's going to come on you. God's going to give you joy, but it's up to you to keep it. Amen. Amen. You follow me? Yes. You've got to keep it. You've got to grab it. You've got to renew your mind to it. You follow me? Everybody up here following me. There's somebody out there that needs to follow me. You're going to have, you, you're going to, go look up all the scriptures on the joy of the Lord. Make a study of it. Make a study. Make a study. Glory to God. Joy, joy. And, and when you get attention, start in the morning, close off at night. Joy, joy of the Lord. Do you know that the Bible says he'll make us laugh on our bed? Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. 
go to bed at night. How many like to go to bed laughing? So, dear God, I gotta go to sleep. I gotta go. I wish I could sleep. I wish I could sleep. <laughs> you know why I know so much about that one? <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't want a believer to stand right behind him. Believer. Already, just get right up. Come on, right up here, by Pastor Zona. All right, there you go. Glory to God. You got a husband or a boyfriend here? Where's he at? Do not concentrate on how hard he is. I'm going to pray. I am going to pray and lay hands on you. But I want you to listen to this. Years ago, I got a contract with the city of San Antonio to mow their parks. And I'm telling this for a reason. We first started out, it was me and my son Matthew, who's in Denver now, having church probably right now and Richard, and maybe one other person. Now, some of these parks that we would go to, you not only had to mow, but you had to weed it around every tree. You had to edge the sidewalks. Some of these parks could be 20 or 30 acres. And Richard used to work for me during the summer. And uh, if I get this correct, you correct me if I'm wrong, Richard. But some, somebody asked him when we was trying to train somebody, Richard, how do you do it with as much we got to do? How do you do it? He said, I just keep my head down, and I don't look at how much I got to do. <laughs> okay? How do you eat an elephant? Okay? That's, that's what you got to do. Don't, don't, mark, don't, don't look at how difficult anything is. Just take one step towards it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Put your hand on us. Put your hand on her. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I thank you, Lord, you fill her mouth with laughter and joy of life. In the name of Jesus, with a grateful heart of all the many blessings that she does have. Glory be to God. Oh, and many more will be added to thee besides. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The day of anguish and harshness and hardness is over in the name of Jesus. Today is the day I enter. I choose. The joy of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Adada Basaya. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I speak joy, unspeakable, full of glory. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Joy in, in her mouth. A laughter in her mouth in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. A heart of gladness and singing in Jesus' name. 
Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It's no, it's not hard. Don't talk hard. Don't never say hard again. It's not hard. It's easy with the joy of the Lord. It's easy to do it. It's exciting in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Laughter, 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 laughter. A song in the heart in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The positiveness of God's word in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No longer, no longer. Joy of the Lord. A laughter in the mouth. Glory be to God. And a spring in the step. And a song in the heart in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, joy that's unspeakable, full of glory in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I thank you right now. A song in the heart. Her song. A song that's put there by the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, ba 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 ta la la ba The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Oh, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. A song in the heart. Laughter in the mouth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Ah, hallelujah. Glory to God. How many of you are willing to step out in faith? How many of you are willing to step out in faith? How many willing to step out in faith? When you come in here, all I want to hear is the laughter. I want you to do this right now. I know it seems awkward. It just seems awkward. It's, it's, it's so awkward because we haven't done it in a long time. I'm going to tell you this story. I remember someone, I don't remember where I got it, but it had these little men on it, type things on it. 
And they were all rolling over with a belly laugh. They were just rolling over. I was just belly laughing. At the top of the inscription, it said, and the devil said what? That's where you, that's faith. The devil said, what? Are you kidding me? (laughs) All right, if you do it right, I'll let you go home. I want to count to three, and that's the way we're going to do. We're going to take a minute, and we're just going to laugh at the devil, because we know that the crown is already set on the one that overcame him, and he sits on the throne. One, two, three. Because they believe it. (laughs) You are going to have moments that you cannot even function because you are laughing so hard. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't let the devil steal your medicine. You need to take a dose of laughter every day. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Father, I thank you right now. As we get ready to leave this place today, we thank you that your grace surrounds us like a shield, follows us wherever we go. We hear your voice. And the voice of another we won't follow. You've given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. So we're not worried. Why? Because you've given us your name to use. And we invoke that name right now and we declare there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Glory to God. Father, you're filling us so full of your love that as we go into our everyday lives and every person we come in contact with, your love oozes out of us and touches us and touches them with the truth of the gospel. We give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm glad y'all stayed here. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. 
For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.